0: Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas today. A really cool comedy called Levo. Um, you're going to love this story. You're going to love the guest. Um, she is the CEO, Chrissy Bellman, and founder, of course. Chrissy, it's so great to have you on the podcast.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. So great to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. I appreciate um, that, that you making a time for us on a Friday. And I have to say, I'm so excited to unpack your story and your background in this company. I think it's going to be so much fun. Um, and our audience is going to love hearing from you. So let's do this first. Before we get to your company and your um, focus today, talk a little bit about your background. I know you're in finance, investment banking, you spent some time at IBM. Like, Talk about the world before starting the company.
1: Sure, yeah. I mean, when I was a lot younger, I wanted to be a veterinarian. Then I was no like, way. Now I'll be an investigative <laughs> journalist. And then I'd be, <laughs> I had, I shifted a lot. But by the time I was in school, I was just, um, you know, pretty hell bent on having a successful career on Wall Street. And, you know, maybe sometime later in life, I'll do like some kind of entrepreneurial in Denver. Um, but, Uh, By the time I was actually like recruiting for jobs and took those jobs, I was already having a bit of an identity crisis and really teased by the idea of Levo, which I had prior to taking any of those full-time, more corporate jobs. Um, So it was always kind of tormenting me, but I made it through those like five or so years and I was moonlighting Levo the whole time. So it was kind of wild, but I was really (laughs) fortunate to have, (laughs) I was really fortunate like right out of college to have... Some amazing managers at those companies that sure. um, I really did. I really did learn a lot. I didn't just get coffee and <laughs> push paper around. I right. genuinely, I, genu- I genuinely was challenged and, and learned a ton, um, and it and it helped me. Um, on a daily basis, um, with what I'm doing now, actually. So
0: wow, so uh, and it's so great to have good managers and, and those that can help. And so I, I love the idea of you know you're in one career path and then you have this other idea that you're uh, you said moonlighting or like getting started on the side. Um, talk about what that looked like and what was the idea behind the company.
1: I mean, what that looked like for those couple of years was insanity. You know, by the time I. By the time I left New York and went full time on Levo, like most people that were close to me in my life thought I was completely nuts, which I am. But um, (laughs) it was, I had really gotten myself to a point where like I had to make the decision to go full time. Sure. I sort of had an illusion for a while that I could keep that going. And that just wasn't the case. Like you have to really eventually dedicate yourself to it. Um, So anyway, that was, that was, I was definitely stretched very thin for a very long time and also self-funded the business. I was stretched thin and every single way possible got it um what was your second question yeah i was just like like, how did
0: did you decide to make the move like what was the trigger to say you know i'm going all in
1: kind of necessity um i mean there was one fun so it was like necessity financially really and just like kind of a you know excuse my language shit or get off the pot type (laughs) moment um but i also had like one interesting experience where when i um moved to denver i created business cards as if i had as if Levo already existed and went to a few events just to see how people would react and kind of try it on in a very real way. Sure. And some of the moments that really, like I went to sleep being like, all right, I'm going to do it. Were, were those were moments after those events, just like really, uh, you know, feeling that authentic reaction from people that was really positive and affirming it for myself and really validating that, um, this is what I wanted to do.
0: That's really cool. It's it's funny you say that. It's it's interesting. You're right. When you start up a new brand and even if it's just in the early stages, having a business card you know and talking about your new business, it it is it's it it is a great feeling. You know what I mean? It's I don't know. It's just there's a lot of energy around that. Um, so talk about Levo and and your product line and what it means to have, you know, be herbally infused. Just give us a sense for the the big idea behind the business and we'll then we'll dive in deeper.
1: Sure. Um, Yeah. So with Levo, you can take virtually any herb and put it into any oil, butter, honey. So you can take any herb and put it into just about anything. So it's been a secret in the back of house of restaurants for a long time. Like if you've ever been to a five-star restaurant and eaten like a lavender essence slice of cake or something, that's an infused oil that's behind that. Um, A great analogy that was made to me really early on when I was talking to tons of chefs and going to like every specialty olive oil store in New York City was uh, (laughs) that, you know, imagine taking like a Betty Crocker cake mix and replacing the third of a cup of canola oil with like a Tahitian vanilla infused coconut oil. And just like imagine for a moment how different the end product would be. Um, And so that's like a flavor enhancing aspect of it. But there's a lot of medicinal and wellness aspects of um, herbal infusions as well.
0: So interesting.
1: Yeah. Now, how did you? Yeah. People are making.
0: No, I I love that. And and how did you even get into this world? Because you know, I mentioned earlier, you know, finance, investment banking, IBM, like, you know, technology. I mean, how did you decide this part of the consumer goods industry? You know what I mean? Like, what was the, the, like, what what was it that triggered it for you?
1: Uh, I like to describe it as like the first truly spontaneous thing I've ever done in my life. (laughs) um, (laughs) At the time. (laughs) Uh, it was just, it was an incredibly random idea. I guess I suffered with migraines. So I've been pretty early on, you know, DIY stuff to avoid certain bad stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, I was, I, you know, saw people making a mess in the kitchen, trying to infuse things. And then I took to Google and started, you know, asking Google about in 2011 what yeah, how do you infuse oils? and what do you do with it? Um, and the search results were it was just zero companies and brands, but millions and millions and millions of people sharing ideas and recipes and pictures and videos and whatnot. So I just saw um, an awesome opportunity there to create a uh, brand that could apply to multiple use cases. Like oil infusion just opens up so many different use cases and things that you can do with the product, such a multi-use product. So, um, I just led with like the invention, like a machine that would help you do it, um, and the idea for a brand that would tackle a multitude of use cases. And here we are.
0: Wow. Now, you hadn't worked in the consumer products industry prior, I don't believe. So how did you, it's one thing you have an idea, but how did you figure out like how to make the actual product and how to design it and how to manufacture those types of things?
1: Trial and error (laughs) and, uh, and, and and sheer will. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, one of the, you know, things that worked really well was working with engineering students. Um, some of the best work that I did was contracting some, you know, really scrappy, really creative, fearless engineering students, just, you know, on the side, years and years ago. But I also tried before that, I had tried, you know, all of the, you have an idea type resources, like right. product design firms, and all that stuff, right. um, to no avail. So I really made some progress um, getting scrappier about it. I personally went to restaurant supply stores and took things apart and attempted to build them myself just to make like, you know, proof of concept type working prototypes and whatnot. So um yeah, I didn't realize that I had any makerness in me at the time, <laughs> but now it's now it's really what I love.
0: Makerness. I like that. Um <laughs> that <sound> great. <laughs> and then like when was it first live? You know what I mean? When did when did you go from, you know, developing concepts to someone actually buying the product?
1: Yeah. So it was like 2016. I was starting to get prototypes from real factories and really teeing up the supply chain, and then we started shipping to consumers May 2017. So I was really fortunate to have a successful pre-order campaign that we ran on our own website. Oh, wow, Um, okay. You know, some really early press um, that, that helped to achieve that, and those were very patient customers that waited a couple months, right. and we started shipping to them um, in May 2017.
0: Wow! And then, how did you get the word out? I mean, like you were a new brand in a somewhat new segment. How did you build awareness? How did you, you know, get people engaged to even come to your website? I mean, it's one thing to do a Kickstarter campaign, right? You can it, it's more broad, but to have it on your website, like, how did you do that?
1: Um. It was picked up by, yeah, so we just did, we used an Indiegogo product called TriCelary actually that like let us take and like validate credit cards and then you charge them later. Yeah, it was a really great product to host it on our site. And, you know, my thought was get people coming to our site sooner um, versus a different platform. Um, And uh, yeah, it got picked up by, you know, one online magazine and then got picked up by another one. Like, I believe it was like Uncrate drove like one of the first bigger Chunks of traffic for us, which was awesome. Um, and then it's been a really grassroots story. Like the first couple of years of the business were, you know, in-person events, media. Like even in the first year, we got some really amazing print magazine inclusions and um, quite a bit of online media. And then just recently, we were featured on The Price Is Right and uh, <laughs> continue continue to get that kind of like organic earned media. So we're really we're really fortunate for that. And then, you know, it's also a very like social concept. People share the creations that they make with Livo. Right. And uh tell people about Livo and they're very it it strikes the chord that um usually connects to people's like hobbies and things that they're really interested in or their wellness protocol and things that are like really deeper to them that they talk about with other people. So um we're very grateful for the customers that share about Livo as well. Like that Organic reach for us has been huge.
0: Wow did the uh, did the contestant win the ultimate levo two bundle or did they what what how did the prices right turn out?
1: it was great it was great that was really that was really fun for for me to watch that was great i'm sure that's
0: awesome um (laughs) it's really cool talk about like how have you evolved the product or and what have you how have you learned from what people are buying or not buying and then evolved your product over the last couple of years like what does that look like
1: yeah um i mean a lot of it is looking more and more like the con- like even when I was doing customer service ticker- tickets back in the day, um, <laughs> one of the biggest requests we were getting was more more content. Okay. Uh, tell us more content. Tell us more things to do. So the core product has yeah, it's evolved for sure. Like um, you know, it's relatively smaller things, but the the fundamental form factor and the way it works, like you know, it's made it's made natural improvements in its life cycle. The Where we're doing some kind of like nonlinear improvements based on customer feedback is like the platform and the content and other products that can enhance someone's experience and make the most out of the investment that they've made in Levo. So that's like a huge part of um, our work today.
0: Got it. Yeah. So you have the the base um, product, but then you also sell uh, edibles and shareables, oil and butter products, accessories. I mean, especially the gummy mold. I mean that so what are what are your top <laughs> what are your top sellers? Like what does that look like? And then we'll talk about what's coming.
1: Yeah, Levo two has done has been the majority of our business. Um and we've now on our we're now on our like second cycle of colors
0: um i love the that, colors by the way been, the that's definitely
1: bright. been the most of the oh thank you so much
0: <laughs> is, is there a top selling color like is black or the liquor licorice black sorry i have to say it correctly or um the pacific blue like i mean how is there a top seller or you know what i mean like what do, what does that look like
1: yeah i mean it's definitely black you know i think i think it's so funny everybody's like gets excited and so i to see all these other colors and a lot of people just buy black i mean my wardrobe is the same way um nice. but uh <laughs> the green's actually really popular like that's one of you know there's always like one in the set that kind of like surprises you right. um so like green has been really garden popular, green cool yes
0: garden green a cool color um, green, green i really like that
1: a couple years ago we did a terracotta matte colored levo one And that one was for for a specialty kind of niche color like that. That one was also really popular. And I was was personally excited about that. So it's been (laughs) love the color. I love the color stuff. It's fun.
0: And has anything you've launched not worked? And it's like, "Eh, that was not a good idea. We thought it was gonna be good, but it didn't work.
1: I feel I haven't I haven't really been asked that question, and uh, I'm feeling very grateful. I'm feeling very grateful to not have an immediate answer. Like, That's good. I can't, you know, I, I I don't I don't have an immediate answer. I think I'm very very fortunate. That's awesome um, on my first go around, go around here.
0: Yeah, no, it's awesome. Um, talk about route to market. Obviously, you can buy it on your website, levo Um What about retail? What about other e-commerce sites. How have you planned out how to how to get your product out there?
1: Uh, you know, recently, like many other companies, we've been a little bit constrained. So when we can, we're um, fulfilling Amazon as well. We have a great Amazon business, um, and uh, yeah, we have some exciting retail partnerships coming up soon with oh. select specialty retailers. Um, so that will be fun. But we're not. You know, we've really been focusing on online at the moment um for the past like two for the past like two years in the very beginning of the business we had a network of more like mom and pops and smaller stores um but as of like 2020 um which was decent timing right um sure
0: yeah exactly
1: (laughs) uh, we've, we've mostly been on mostly been online so by the skin of our teeth
0: That's great. (laughs) Talk about the people part of the business. Like, have you had to? Obviously, you were bootstrapping at first. You were figuring everything out at first. Like, has over time, have you had to leverage others to help grow the business or to help with networking to other parts of the business or figure out manufacturing? I don't know. Like, what does it work? What does that look like from a people perspective?
1: Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the team, which is you know kind of a loose concept because we've got uh, you know full time a group of a core group of full-time people at any given time. And then like a shifting group of contractors that work on the business, but they're all family and we all operate like one giant team, but yeah, I mean, it's morphed five times over the past five years. Uh, (laughs) So it's really, it's really changes. It changes often with the needs of the business. And um, we've got a lot of people that have worked with us the entire time. So it's been really amazing to have, you know, some continuity, Um, Over like a pretty wild journey and uh, a lot of patience and resilience from everybody. Um, But it's definitely been a shifting thing. It's one of the most important things. I certainly can't do it all myself. And I'd say that when I, you know, when it becomes a one woman circus, that's not a good thing for the business. (laughs) So I really, we need other people. And we need support, and uh, we've been really lucky in that department as well
0: That's really cool and then on the marketing side, how have you guys built brand um and built awareness and like are there any specific tactics you guys have leveraged? you know any sort of like ad placement strategies or word of mouth or influencers? What does that look like?
1: Yeah, you know I'm really new to learning all the cutting edge uh newfangled digital marketing stuff <laughs> to be honest with you um But on the grassroots side, you know, we do have like a con I like to call it a concept. It technically is a private group on Facebook and, you know, various lists that you can subscribe to with Levo, but the concept of the Levo Love Club. Um, So it's like a, you know, group of people that share and like a platform that share what they do with the machine and tell others how to, you know, fun tips and tricks and share recipes. And we spotlight different users Um, and that's been, we've had a really positive response to that. And since it is like a very shareable product, um, and that we rely pretty heavily on organic and word of mouth, um, that's been a unique tactic of ours.
0: Very, very cool. Uh, I always love to ask our guests, um, some of their biggest lessons learned. I'm sure you had many over the last couple of years. Um, what would be two or three pieces of advice or lessons learned you'd offer to our audience?
1: All right, I'll do three. I mean there's a million, but three would <laughs> All right, be three. Uh, <laughs> first one kind of cliche, a bit boring would be supply chain is everything. I mean, everybody talks about that. I think that everybody's seen the light of day over the past two years that's with for that. Sure. Um, that's for sure. But it's every it's everything and there's just so much trust and you can't really do much if you can't deliver the product to people, right? right. Um so that's that's huge and those and those partners are you don't have a quality product and it's pretty rough. So, um, you rely a lot on your manufacturer and their expertise and experience. So the so very high trust relationship there, So supply chains, everything. Um, I also really believe in giving people what they want, as much as that sounds, uh, kind of simple. Um, and it is, it's just, about really getting into the mind of a customer and not projecting, you know, my own reality or other teammates realities onto them, like really trying to understand what they want and a willingness to, um, respond to that. So that's, that's another really big one. Um, and then the last one would be like, make shit up, like do something (laughs) original, do something different. Um, if you're not, <laughs> and that's—I think—that's the only part where, like, you know, my where my reality does come in is being honest with myself about, like, you know, am I just kind of, uh, you know, am I really adding value here? To right. of, like, are we really solving a problem, um, or am I just, you know, forcing my will <laughs> onto right. the world in some way? I think that, like, ultimately, you do need to strike a chord with consumers, um, and if you're not being original in some way and and making things up and you don't feel that tension with the world, then you're also not doing anything unique and like adding any real value. So I think that that's really important. I think ultimately consumers really value like that, you know, you're not just adding to the pile of things that they have just because they were convinced by something. It's like, you know, it really um, has meaning to them in their lives. Sure. And fits into what they're already thinking and doing and, and believing and supports them.
0: Oh, I love that. Um, great advice uh, for any entrepreneur. Um, last but not least, Christy, share with our audience where they can find you, connect with you, buy your product, um, you know, and, and whatnot.
1: LevoOil.com. <laughs> everything, everything goes from there.
0: That's awesome. um,
1: we'd love to hear from you and meet you and see what you make with Levo. It's, it's like my favorite part of the whole experience. We see awesome things from people.
0: That's really cool. Well, I love that. And I'm so thankful you came and joined us today. Um, We'd love to have you back on down the road. Uh, I know you've got lots of runway in front of you and exciting, um, like you said, some exciting new brand partnerships on the retail side. I can't wait to hear about that. So we'd love to have you back on um, to share more stories with us down the road.
1: That'd be awesome. Thank you so much for having me.
0: The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands.